We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis, live from MGM Springfield for Red Sox Winter Weekend on WEEI. We didn't sign up because when you make those bets... They're big bets. And those bets. Hang with me. Hang with me. Those bets. Those bets usually, now y'all know it. You guys are smart. Those bets are much better up front and on the back end. We know that. Every team knows that when they're making those bets. Well, there we go. Not the uh, reception Chris Curtis was hoping for last night at the Mass Mutual Center. Was that you on stage or High Blue? That, that was me. Very, very uh, warm welcome here. I got to tell I you. I thought you were giving a reasoned explanation for why Mookie Betts was not brought back here. I thought you did a nice job. I have to say that I, you know, growing up here, there's been a lot of dominance over 20 years. Every team's won. People here now expect to win. When I was growing up, Ken, in this lovely area, you always waited for the the next shoe to fall you were always waiting to lose there was always something hiding whether it was a boone grand slam or boone home run or you know pedro's yeah. shoulder hit you know coming loserville. coming unglued loserville as our old friend jerry once put it mm-hmm. and now to see that and to hear the fans that were here in on mass this city has been taken over by Red Sox fans. And this city is? Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. It's the charm city, I think. It's the Paris of western Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I got here yesterday, walking around, walking around the MGM Casino. Fans are everywhere. And they they allowed themselves to be heard. It was a great moment for Boston sports fans last night. Well, I'm sure it was an uneasy moment, a restless fan base, to say the least, for the uh, uh, crowd on the day. So we will have several of those entities with us today, including... Here in the first hour, Chris, the who's who of Red Sox personalities, Alex Cora scheduled to appear at 9.30 with you and I, and then Chris Sale at 9.45. And I don't believe Chris has spoken to anybody in the media since the bike accident. So much to get to here in this very hour of Red Sox baseball talk. I cannot wait. When you sent me that list, I was waiting for, you know, uh, the backup trainer and everybody else. And we have the who's who. Yeah. They are here. I can't think of another ownership in this town. That does what the Red Sox brass did last night, where you sit in front of the fan base, answer questions, and while it was uneasy for them, I commend them all for doing that. I know people have been demanding accountability from Henry, from others. They were all here. They answered for it, and I think the fans did a good job of expressing how they feel. So it's good to have Chris Hill here. A lot of questions for Chris. I got a couple questions about the uh, the bike situation, um, and uh, we'll have. How about piss Chris Sale off? I'm uneasy about this. Well, I mean, you don't think we can? We have no, to no, ask. I think I think he will want to explain. Chris has always Chris Sale has done this radio show in different iterations yeah, for the last tremendous. five years. Yes. He's always great. Yeah, and I don't think well yeah. this radio show, the Greg Hill show, which you and I were a part of. Yes, yeah. you know, now I'm no longer. You kicked me off. It's fine. <laughs> but it's Ken and Curtis. We're live at Winter Weekend, and we and in, in in addition to Cora and Sale this hour, we have Sam Kennedy at 
And speaking of that, he was on stage last night. And what I want to ask Sam is, there's a perception that the fans have made an impact, kind of to what you're saying, going back to the extension for Devers, right? Yep. The whole Winter Classic and the fans making themselves heard there, was there a correlation between that and action, which was taken shortly thereafter? It seemed like there was a different narrative that they had, that this was well in the works and they were the Dominican before that event. But I wonder if last night's you know, uh, scene impacts them going forward, just as it may have done for Devers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I think what when this ownership group led by John Henry purchased the team a little over 20 years ago, the marketplace in Boston was very different. You had this thirst that was never-ending, that needed to be quenched, which was the Red Sox winning a World Series. Nobody in their lifetime had seen it. And the Red Sox were dominating the airwaves on this radio station 12 months a year. We did day-to-day conversations about the lineup, who was playing where, what they were doing in the seventh inning. Now, with most sports, especially baseball, basketball, and hockey, we don't do a lot of the game-by-game breakdown because of the news cycle being 15 seconds now. And what happened last night was I think the Red Sox brass got a front-row seat about, of what we hear at WEEI mm-hmm. and when we're out and about, which was real frustration. And that's good. Indifference is the enemy. So what you got last night was a full ballroom here at the MGM of people that drove out to Springfield for the Red Sox weekend mm-hmm. to express that they care deeply about this team and they are very frustrated at the direction it's been heading. And also to win money at the uh, BetMGM Casino, which Chris Curtis did as well. Oh, dominated. Am I correct? 49 big dollars for you last night? 49. So I put 100 down. There's these new rules where you can't, like, enter a blackjack until the court, the whole deck has gone through. Has that always been the case? Oh, no, that's not a rule. Maybe the players, sometimes the players get pissed if you do No, that. the guy said I had to wait. Oh, really? Wow. And so I watched this dealer bankrupt these two guys <laughs> just completely by the way huge in springfield by the way fans everywhere you are oh yeah oh, i was like you know you doubted that on 1055 out here and so um they they finish up and i kid you not they went through like 500 bucks each gone and so i'm like all right well i gotta do this i've been waiting 15 minutes i put my hundred they change it i get down to 25 storm my way back i win 119 i cash out and then I was like, you know what? I got 20 bucks. I'm going to play this Wheel of Fortune scratch or uh, <laughs> stupid slot machine. I get it. Like, I hit a button. The whole thing, like, explodes, and then it goes around this thing. Oh, and, you didn't tell me that. You were at 119, and you got uh, and then carved I got, on the way out. No. I won 49 bucks. I won some some big spin. I won 40 bucks. I cashed out, went back to the cashier. I said, huh, back again there, toots, and I got more money. <laughs> Great cash, homie. Wait, so you won at Blackjack 119? No, I won 19. I came oh, away with... Oh, 19. Yeah, I started with 100. 49 more. Yeah, 49 more. Yeah, but something about this is sketchy. I mean, there's a lot of gamblers out there. How do you win $19 at Blackjack? Because I, I got Blackjack. On what kind of... On what bet? On a $25 bet. And then later you lost. That I don't know. That how, doesn't add up. I, I, why would, why like, would I lie? It would be like 250 Okay. Yeah. Pays three to two. All right, you want to see the cash there? I, I'm skeptical Chief? of this story, but I did see the forty nine dollar ticket. Yeah, so. that was from the that was from the Wheel of Fortune yeah. spin. I think half of this is made up, Doug. Six to five. Out here. Six to five? All right, all right. Well, we'll check the odds. Okay, I'll go. I'll go show you my. What are they called? If anybody uh, wants to uh, question Chris Curtis and his mathematics, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. But I would love. I would like to have people weigh in. It doesn't feel today. enjoyable, though, what like doesn't? gambling at a table. What, really? Because it's like oh, everybody I was around was losing, and it's like there's this well, angst. Bad, yeah. But like, when you get at a good table where everybody's rolling, the house is losing. Yeah, well, that was not Drinks the case. are flowing. Oh, I mean, yeah. Not for you. But, uh, no, I was trying. I, I, we were going to play craps, and you were a no-show. So. <laughs> yeah, I got out here late. <laughs> All right, well, so um, 
Busy day today. Not only Cora, 9.30. Sale, 9.45. Kennedy, 10.20. Nick Pavetta, 11. David Ortiz going to join us in the noon hour. And Rob Bradford is around from Baseball Isn't Boring fame. His new book's coming out, his Joe Kelly book. He'll be along with us. Lou Merloni's here. Oh, well. Arcan's in 1-4. to four. He will have High and Bloom on his show in the 1 o'clock hour uh, later this afternoon. So a lot of Sox talk. And, of course, it's NFL Divisional Weekend. Brady is done. You predicted on this show last week he was headed to a Super Bowl if such and such happened. And then on Monday morning, I hear you saying he should retire. So I, things have changed drastically in a week. I, I have not sh- stopped saying that all year. I said this should be his last year. It's not I, – I, the thing that Wiggy confused with the Greg Hill show this week was teams being interested in him versus Tom continuing to play. That's two separate things. Because of what happened in Tampa, ownership – We'll see Tom as an ability on a short-term basis to sell PSLs, tickets, advertising, whatever. And the value of the franchise will go up. The Bucks are up 60% or 70% in three years. But that doesn't mean he should continue to play. Mm-hmm. Tom is turning into a carnival act. Well, if he goes to another franchise... The pick in the end zone, I would have paid to have seen the look on your face uh, at the Mac Jones-esque pick in the end zone. Awful. Just all kinds Last of week. awful. And I thought when he did that shovel pass to Godwin that they were... I was yeah. like, oh my God. And then they show the stupid stat that I've been saying, the red zone non-interceptions. Yeah. And then he throws a pass that hits P- Micah Parsons in the hands. Oh. And I'm like, okay, run the effing ball. And that was just, yeah, it was over at that point. People can blame anybody else. It was that pick by Brady cost them the game. Yeah, if they mate. get a touchdown there, the, the Cowboys are total front runners. They have a shot. All right, at Winter Weekend, Kenny Curtis will break here. Uh, Cora 930, much to discuss. If you want to weigh in on last night's, uh, what would you call it? It was a fan fest, really, sort of a uh, Meet and greet with the fans over here at the Mass Mutual Center. I think Center. it was an open forum. Open forum last night and a restless crowd, 617-779-7937. Do you agree with Curtis this was a good thing, a sign of a fan base that cares and an ownership group that at least came out, right. was accountable, and is uh, you know making some changes, obviously, with eight new players on the 40-man roster? And maybe the reaction at Fenway Park led to the entire group arriving in Springfield. Could be. And being heard because... What else could you ask for? If you're frustrated about the direction of the organization, the people that are charged with making decisions at the top of the, the company make themselves available for questions. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to say it makes you feel better for this season or whatever, but mm-hmm. this shows an investment locally that I think you and I had been concerned about with this group in general. And if you come down here to the Mass Mutual Center, not only can you talk to Chris Curtis, we have a couple of World Series championship rings to try on. We've yeah. got some fine giveaways, including the new... WEI Red Sox uh, schedule. And we have replica Marconis we're handing <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, Greg, you have replica Marconis. Now it's Joe Braverman and What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs continues, and it starts today with the Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, followed by the Giants versus the Eagles from Philly. We will have Westwood's One's coverage of both games starting at 4 following Christian Arcan. It's the NFL playoffs on Westwood One. The Celtics will go for their ninth straight win in Toronto against the Raptors for the first of three road games in four days. Jason Tatum will not play due to left wrist soreness. Tatum is coming off playing 48 of 53 minutes in their overtime victory over Golden State on Thursday night. Tip-off between the Seas and the Raps are set for five. The Bruins will return to the ice tomorrow night when they host the San Jose Sharks for their final home game before the All-Star break. Off the ice, trade talks have intensified for Canucks captain Bo Horvat, and the Bruins are among teams interested, according to Frank Cerevalli of Daily Faceoff. 
The Patriots finished their first round of interviews for a new offensive coordinator this week. Alabama OC Bill O'Brien, Vikings wide receiver coach Keenan McCardell, Pats tight end coach Nick Cayley, Cardinals wide receiver coach Sean Jefferson, and Oregon O-line coach Adrian Clem are the candidates. And according to Ian Rappaport, earlier in the week, Bill O'Brien is considered to be the top candidate. In other football news, Tom Brady intends to take his time about his future, but Bucks players were under the impression he won't return to Tampa based on their interactions, this according also to Ian Rappaport. And in baseball, the Marlins made a big acquisition acquiring reigning AL batting champ Luis Araiz from the Twins for right-hander Pablo Lopez and two prospects. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think the, the, the most uh, informing I can say is that it's expensive to have baseball players. To have the best... So, so, what, what has enabled us over the years to be able to spend with the Yankees and the Dodgers and is, is your support. <laughs> well, that was last night. The Friday night and winter weekend will be remembered for some time. First winter weekend post-COVID, right, Curtis? Oh, that's right. Back here in Springfield, used to be uh, at another location, but this one is rocking today. You want to set the scene for us here today? Yeah, I don't want to be Greg Hill, but I just have a question. Yep. We just met Major League Leah, phenomenal, incredible lady on stilts. Yep. Why do you wear a mask if you're on stilts? You're, not, you're, you're, you're nowhere near anybody. Well, no, the particles flow up, so it's actually more dangerous the higher you are. Oh, okay. Anyway, very, light, very nice woman. Is she 15 feet tall uh, on those things? Looks like it. I don't know. There's a big crowd down. Is that the fast pitch that people ran in here to line up for? Yeah, there's actually a dunk tank. It has your name on it, so the line <laughs> is already built. Well, Alex Cora will join us shortly, 9.30, we are told. 9.30 for the manager, so he'll be along here. And then Chris Sale, 9.45. So big first hour of the Ken and Curtis Show. You can reach the show, 617-779-7937. You heard a snippet there coming in of John Henry talking last night. Wow, and, what a uh, scene. Yeah, I mean... That, you're right, that will be remembered because there's several options out there. A, this spurs them to more activity. They reinvest bigly into this organization, all that. Mm-hmm. Or there's, like, it's the final act of the next year or two, and, like, you can look back at that moment where they were so poorly received. But nonetheless, it was great. The fans were here en masse. I know there are people that live in Springfield. They were here, but there was a lot of people from other parts of the, this New England region mm-hmm. who have traveled here. It's a great take. I want to take James here in a couple of years. You get, you know, in the middle of winter, go, you know, play baseball inside, see some Red Sox, get some autographs. Woo Sox mascot Smiley is making uh, the rounds right in front of us. The Woo Sox mascot has been mocking Greg Hill's first pitch all day. <laughs> from it's, his last trip to Worcester. Oh, yeah. my God. Wiggies was bad, too. But either way, uh, no, it, it was a, that will be crystallized in eternity. As the day Sox fans allowed were allowed to have their voice heard and the day that Sox Brass was really feeling the brunt of it. It wasn't, you know, the game of telephone where they overhear from someone else that people were angry. They were 
live in the flesh to hear the real raw emotion and frustration exhibited by the, the Sox fans that made the trip. The great Coop is here. Cooper Leonard, he called into the Keefe show last night. It was such an event, it required a live play-by-play description. Nice job by Coop, who yeah. also took some videos for the website. Yeah. Boots on the ground Bradford had him here. Yeah, exactly, because well, he was not here. He, was, he came in this morning. Oh, okay. Boots on the ground Bradford had a correspondent here. We'll get Bradford on later. I'm sure. Uh, quick aside, so we're going to have Cor on here in a bit. Um, just wanted to, the other big story of the week, of course, in Patriotsville, was the Bill O'Brien quiet interview, and now we've had no announcement yet. What's going on there? Is the, are they slow playing this on purpose? I'm getting a little nervous, i got to say. So I, I thought that my, my take all along has been that Bill O'Brien will not be here, that he feels like the guy that is it's way too over the top of a strong hand by Kraft to Bill. Wait a minute. Wait, explain that. Way too over the top. Like, so, like, every, all everybody's on. heard about is that Bill O'Brien's the guy. Bill O'Brien's the guy. Bill O'Brien's the guy. Everybody that covers the NFL that has owner sources, meaning you, Ian Rappaport, basically, who's the <laughs> mouthpiece of the NFL owners, he was out there this whole time saying first choice, first choice, and then you heard the local guys regurgitating that. And then, so I saw Keenan McCardell, I saw Nick Cayley, all these guys that were interviewed leading up to the Bill O'Brien interview. Sean Jefferson. No, he didn't interview here. Sean Jefferson interviewed. Did he interview here? Uh, no, not that I know of. Oh, anyway. By the way, Sean Jefferson, one of the best catches. The game where Bledsoe was playing the Bills with a fracture in his thumb down the sideline. It was one of the very important historical moment. Had one foot in clearly, not two. And that was one of the big plays that spurred the uh, instant replay. Sean anyway. Jefferson did interview, by the way. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Number 84. Love Sean Jefferson with the Patriots. But um, nonetheless... I thought this was the crescendo building up to the Bill O'Brien interview, which would be that they've already gotten their due diligence in, they've interviewed all the, quali- the qualified candidates they had to, and now we're going to announce it. And the fact that they haven't strikes me as odd. Like, is there? So you're theorizing Belichick behind the scenes is putting up a fight or he's totally pivoting to somebody else. I mean, it begins with the memo, which, which totally took the knees out from under Bill where they're saying Gerard Mayo is going to remain, we're negotiating with him, they're openly discussing ongoing negotiations, something that Bill reviles, and then they're saying they're going to conduct all these offensive coordinator interviews, which is something that Bill hasn't wanted to say for years. So now, not only is Bill acquiescing to the interview process, he's now then, before it even begins, being being told by Ian Rappaport and others that it's Bill O'Brien's job. Yeah. So I, I, But my hope is they're just being courteous to the NFL. They want to wait until after the yeah, weekend games. Bill always is caring about being courteous no, to the NFL. Not Bill, but Kraft. Kraft wants to be courteous. They did the interviews. They have to wait, sit on But weren't they, there hirings across the NFL this this week? There were, but didn't they, their last interview with McCarty was yesterday, right? So it would have been tough to... You would have had to announce it on Friday, basically. I guess, Better on a Monday. But don't you think Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter tomorrow morning or today is going to report that teams have agreed in principle or yeah, agreed to exactly. bring in coordinators? I, I think You'll, you'll hear that tomorrow. But Rapsheet's report today was that it's that, that Bill O'Brien is, you know, the front runner, the front runner, the front runner. Nothing in there was anything yeah, but about. Sunday's the big day. Sunday morning. The Saturday of divisional playoff weekend? Is it a big day? They always come out on Sunday morning with their reports. First but, thing in the morning. But they did it today, too, because it's Saturday morning now. There's no, games on Saturday. It doesn't work on Saturday. Got to do it Sunday. And then Monday will be the official team announcement. So tomorrow, if there is not an announcement or a leak that Bill O'Brien's a coordinator, you're concerned? I'm very concerned, yes. Okay, and, and that's fair. To be honest, I mean. I hold out. I hold out the possibility that Bill is upset at the way they have, as you say, sort of strong armed in this way. I mean, not that he doesn't want Bill O'Brien, but just in the way more that Kraft is now putting out releases without his uh, consent. But, but or there was re- consent. There was reports out there 
that in the Butler post, you know, haste with the fighting and the I, I'm effing done with him and that offseason where Brady's pleading the fifth at that Fakakta, whatever the hell, uh, San Francisco uh, tech mm-hmm. thing that he did the Q&A <laughs> with Jim Gray. And then he had the Oprah interview. I loved him. During that process, there was talk that Bill O'Brien had heard from Kraft that they might go in the direction where Bill O'Brien was the head coach yep. over Bill Belichick. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Bill and I know Bill O'Brien respects Bill Belichick. He's been around them. I'm sure they're friendly, but who knows if that's what. Well, he's always unpredictable. We know that. Bill Belichick wants. All right. Back to that later. Now, Alex Cora scheduled to join us in five minutes here from Winter Weekend. Ken and Curtis on location in Springfield, Mass. We'll be back with the manager next. Red Sox Winter Weekend. It is your Ken and Curtis show. Ken Laird here. My good friend Chris Curtis over here. Winner of $49 big dollars last yep. night at BetMGM Casino. Nice the job, MGM Curtis. stock is plummeting. <laughs> totally took into the clears yesterday. Yep. And we'll be here until 1 o'clock. Christian Arcan will join us at that time. Bradfoe is here. And our Lou Merloni is around as well. He'll be over the nest and set a little bit, and then he'll be joining us later, too. And the few moments we have before Alex Cora stops by. Very excited. Never interviewed Alex Cora. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of his work on the 07 Sox. Big year. Hmm. Huge, huge start to the season, which delayed the Pedroia arrival. And then in a very classy veteran way, steps, stepped aside, was huge for Pedroia's re- development. Obviously won the World Series and then managed one in 18. But Mike Florio yesterday, as I arrived in Springfield, tweeted out a story that said the neutral site championship game looks to be a thing of the future. Oh, don't say that. And I heard you and Wiggy going about this yesterday, but it's it's not this is like let me just make it perfectly clear. I, I don't think it's a great idea for the fans. It's nothing to do with whether it's a good or bad idea from right. my perspective. Right. They're just gonna do it. Well yeah. I mean the release about how many tickets were sold and it's right. just there's there are dollar signs in the eyes of all the owners. And then the other thing, I don't know why this bothers me, but Schefter tweets out verbatim what Brian McCarthy and the NFL PR tweeted out with the full story like He's getting an exclusive. <laughs> like, are, could you be more of a pawn for these NFL owners if you tried? Like, maybe, like, throw in a different adjective or maybe mix, mix up the words a bit like I used to do when I was stealing other people's work in school. Like, don't make it that abundantly clear. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's going to happen. The fact that they released that they sold 50,000 tickets, if that does come to fruition, which, sadly, I think the Chiefs win today. And by the way, ooh, sneaky thing here. Chiefs and Bills. Look for a couple calls to go the direction this weekend because you can only have that on the on the schedule if both the Bills Ooh, and I the like Chiefs it. win. Little conspiracy yep. there. So look for a no roughing the passer yeah, calls. Aren't on you a, a little worried about the Bills? They are just not no. playing peak. I, I fell in that trap with the Cowboys when they looked awful against the Commanders. It's such a week to week sport, and the fact that they had that scare, they're staying at home. I think they beat the Bengals. Not easily, but by by touchdown tomorrow. It is a strange. Usually, when we're out at winter weekend, we've been at these you know pre COVID before, and there's always typically a Patriots game going on. Patriots uh, oh. stuff to talk about. Not that there isn't. There always is in the NFL, but it is a unique time here now in the post Brady era, where winter weekend has sort of its own stage here. It totally does. Last night would have been a day where we would have mocked the Red Sox, saying, "Oh, the Friday before the divisional round of the playoffs, you have this sort of." you know, uh, open forum. But right now, baseball season has started. People are here. You know, I hear a lot. It's mostly on other venues in Boston media about how baseball is dead. It's like this big talking point. It's not. It's 
it's evolved in its importance to the market because of a lot of factors. But the the people that are here are here. This isn't like some, you know, some Al Jazeera footage thing about. I mean, this is a full venue at 9 in the morning on Saturday in the middle of Springfield where people are trying to, you know, they're doing some, they're playing games with their kids, they're buying tickets, they're getting Red Sox stuff. It's here, and people allow the team to to know how they feel, which I think was a great night for the Red Sox fans last night. One thing I want to ask Alex about, and I'm sure you know he's under pressure every year, but you know you hear the fans, and they're they're obviously their expectations are high, and expectations for the team are not sky high to match that. So pressure on the manager. Although you and I were looking up the win total, you know, in Vegas, I think it's 84 and a half, which is not as low as you would think for a 78 win team which has lost Bogarts. Especially when you consider the unbalanced play and the division strength. I mean, the AL East is uh, the fact that the Orioles, oh, by the way, quick aside, did you see the Orioles thing? It's a great juxtaposition to what happened last night here. So uh, oh, they had their fan fest? No. So Angelos, the kid, is running the Orioles day-to-day, and there's been rumors that the Orioles are looking to sell the team, the ownership group. So he schedules a Martin Luther King Day press event with the mayor of Baltimore, who is African-American, and they sit next to each other, and they invite the media. And the media begins by asking questions about their intention to sell the team or what the deal is, and he admonishes the media for asking a question on such a day as Martin Luther King Day. (laughs) So he shields himself with the newly elected African-American mayor, and he uses this guy as a shield to prevent him from answering questions that fans are interested in. So if you think it's bad here, it could be far worse. Well, of course it could be far worse. I mean, you've got a fan base that is so into the team. You know, they're making that heard last night. But for Cora, just in terms of new players, eight new on the 40-man, a whole new outfield, you're going to have the World Baseball Classic thing going on in the middle of spring. Oh, we got mascots on stage, by the way. Wally and I have been hanging out all weekend. It's been wild. Did Wally win, win more money than you over he the did. casino? He did. He was my ca- he was my card counter, so he would just give me a sign. And uh, so I got to take a picture. Of this. Oh my Wally god! This and is unbelievable. Tessie? Tessie, how are you? I love your song. It's a great tune. <laughs> Oh, okay. Look at this. Oh, we're going to interview Wally? Yeah. Does Wally speak? You I don't know. know. I've never heard him. I never really knew that. <laughs> just, <laughs> Speaks better than you. Yeah, that's true. So uh, this is our stand-in for Cora. It's, totally, <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> Thank you for both for coming by. What do you think? Win total this year for the for the Sox? 97. 100? 97. It's on his back. 105. 108? Yeah, okay. He, yeah. he just got a promotion, so he's been a real toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Wally. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Tessie. Tessie, take care of yourself. All right. Look at this. New balance. I like the shoes. It is quite an uh, operation out here. In a million years, I never thought I'd have a moment on air with Wally the Green Monster in Springfield. I thought you handled yourself well. Thank you. Under I, pressure. I was dumbfounded. Starstruck, I guess, is the word. But um, anyway, I don't know where we were. We're just talking about Cora's pressure in, in spring to get this team to come together and then for the team to get off to a good start. I mean, every year you could say that, but based on what we heard last night, you really need a good start this year. I, th- this year, I, last night, definitely, you want to get the fans, you know, assuage their fears and show that they're an improved product than, than what they were on the field last year. But also, it's no longer the Patriots you have to worry about. The two winter teams are going to be going flying into the playoffs. Into so, June, we hope. In, into yeah, June. So right. you're going to have two of those, you know, those two teams to contend with when it comes to the day-to-day interest. But it really is, you know, I, I think fans are – are hungry for a winner, obviously. They want, you know, get back to the playoffs, contend in the division, all that, beat the Yankees. But I, I feel like there needs to be a ship that's steadied with a plan and an understanding. 
you know, with Theo, it was about the sort of the, the, the next step after the Billy Bean world, where you took into account the, 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 the ukes of the world, the on-base percentage. You know, you had a, a real sort of identity. It was a star-driven, power-driven team yeah. that had, you know, aces in the, in the starting rotation, had Folk or Papelbon as a closer. It had a real, you know, feel, and they also had a, a strong enough farm system where you had the Pedroyas, the Papelbons, the Lesters come through and help the Major League Club. The best case scenario for the Red Sox is that they are in that world. I really hope we are done with successful all-star level players in their prime being dealt away. That should never be the case with the Boston Red Sox. Well, what's interesting now is they've added some all-star caliber veteran players to this team on short-term deals. Right, prove-it deals. So do they come in and click right away? You know, that's one thing. And then... Can they take because they're going to need to be leaders in the clubhouse pretty quickly if Justin Turner, you know, is is as as described as advertised, he'll be one of the faces of the team, especially now with Story gone for you know an extended period of time. But they have to somehow early on. Well, Stan, I mean, it looks like Story's done for the year. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. They possibility of later. Yeah, they have not said that. But, but that's why the shortstop position is going to be a a funny bone type thing for them where if they if they have a shortstop that plays okay and it's not a story you know mm-hmm. in 260 making let's say it's play, Kike. I mean let's it's say it's Kike. he's fine he's not it's not a story every day the way the first base was or the closer was or absence of like filling positions which has been an issue with Bloom. yep so the, the fact that they are able to hopefully start with someone that's at that position just because you're going to have the Xander story it's going to be you know Brady light very light but if Xander is hitting 330 with four home runs in the first couple weeks of the year and you're scuffling and you're making errors and you're losing because of you know a lack of performance from that position, then it's going to get worse before it gets better. I do think there's enough new that even if a couple guys click early, it keeps your interest. Like, let's say Yoshida comes in and is dynamite, great leadoff hitter, and hitting some home runs, or Cassis has a hot start. They, they do have enough potential to click in some places that they could pick up a few other guys scuffling out of the gate. But Sale, who was supposed to join us this hour as well, is is really huge. Because let's say he comes out and struggles or he's delayed, then that really puts a damper on the rotation. But the, on the other hand, if he comes out and is looking as good as he was, you know, at least in the playoffs a couple years ago when he made a few starts there against the Astros, then you start to feel encouraged that, hey, maybe they do have their ace back and he'll be here for 30 starts. What do you think the odds are he makes opening day start? Are they at home or on the road for opening day? Uh, they got Baltimore at home, I think. All right, so the home opener, Fenway Park. Because that, if Sale starts that game, and they win that game, and he pitches well, that is talk about a shot in the arm. You start the year with at least knowing you got an ace for right now. That's March thirtieth, two ten, Baltimore. Right, March thirtieth, two ten. Schools let out early. It's Peter Angelos answering questions that day. Yeah, no, it's uh, too close to Memorial Day where we honor the troops. <laughs> so, uh, no, I. I it's such an unknown. I have no idea what they're going to look like. I have no idea how. Bottom line is I don't think it's going to be a tune-out. Like, they're, they're, there's enough unknown that it's pretty interesting, especially early. Now, if they, obviously, halfway through the year, if they're not on pace for those 84 Vegas wins, you'll get people checking out. But I know what you're saying. The Celtics are hot. The Bruins are hot. They've got a lot to go up against. But they no, do that's have... why you got a month, really, before the playoffs get going in high gear, right? The hockey playoffs usually start around Patriots Day. Yeah, around there. April. Mid-April. Yeah. So you got, as I said, you start March 30th, you got 30 games to show that you're a little bit better than what we thought you were, to show that you're ready to go. Yep. Uh, are we having them together? 
already. So uh, we have Alex Cora and Chris Sale coming together here. All right. Um, and I don't know. I mean, listen, but, but my think the, the storyline this out of this weekend, Ken, is going to be how the people in charge received what was given to them from the fans. That's really the story. Is that gonna? Is it gonna be something similar to you know the Devers deal days after Henry was at Fenway for the Fenway for the Winter Classic? Is it gonna be you know I don't know, but it seemed like they were caught off guard. This is a group of fans that are as diehard as they get that they take time out of their winter to come down here for a weekend to go to these events, and for that fan, this isn't you know the guy that calls into EEI that just hates them for whatever reason. These are people that invest money and time into the organization that were incredibly displeased with how things have been going. Uh, you can join the show, by the way, 617-779-7937. We are expected to have Alex Cora and uh, Chris Sale together, I believe, here coming up here shortly, which will be something. Um, we'll stay here, Curtis, okay. uh, uh, just so we, we have them when they, when they come on in. One uh, thing, uh, take I want to pass on from Buster Oney. He just tweeted this out. Regardless. How fast could you throw a baseball? No, not fast. Okay. Currently? Yeah. I've got uh, elbow tendonitis. Like yeah. I tore my labrum. I've given it up. Anyway, carry on. So um, he writes this in a tweet. They might the, absorb the advice of David Cohn. I don't know why, why or where David Cohn said this. Yes, guy. Who would tell other pitchers what to say to media fans after a bad outing. Don't explain. Just say you blew it, you stunk, own it, and aim to do better the next time around. Well, in other words, do you think he's saying Heim should have never gone into details of why they didn't sign Mookie, et cetera, et cetera? It's the same thing, you know, as you would always say with my bad one-liners. If you have to explain it, it's not funny. And well done, as the great Tom Brady and my uh, my old man would say, well done is better than well said. And it's a simple cliche. It's trite, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And you can't explain if somebody's mad at you, and you begin your discussion with that person saying you shouldn't be mad at me. You're invalidating them, and it makes it worse. It exacerbates the situation. Last night, you what this fan base has shown over and over and over again is if you're worthy of their time and their money, they will support. It's not that they don't support when they're not engaged at the park or whatever, but what? who cares how it got done? Just do it. Yeah, like, but so from Bloom's standpoint, like I understand where he's coming from. He's trying to be. But don't start by where were we three years ago? I don't know. You were a year removed from the best season this franchise has ever had. Yeah. Well, I see Chris Sale and uh, Alex Cora walking our way right now, so they are, are will be here in moments. And uh, looking forward to talking to them both. Obviously, uh, a huge part of the 2023 season coming up here. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm. Uh, did they? Was there a bike or did they? They're walking up. Okay, so uh, Chris Sale and Alex Cora will be here, and it'll be a. Uh, have you had uh, the pleasure of talking to Alex no, Cora? No, I haven't. Oh, well, I have with Alex. Yes. Oh, okay. Not with Chris. All right. So we're gonna we're keep here. Yes. Yeah, we'll stay here. Come Chris on, Chris. In. Good to meet you. We're Hi, see Chris. You. Good to meet you. Have a seat right there. So we're here at Alex, Winter Weekend. Chris, Chris Sale putting nice his headsets you. on, and Alex Cora coming by as well. Thank you, Alex. Wow. So these people weren't here for us, unfortunately. I know they weren't. <laughs> but great to see you guys both here. And Alex Cora, Chris Sale, welcome to your radio home, WEI. We really appreciate it. How are you guys? Alex? Doing good. Yeah? Uh, you know, happy to be here, happy to be around the guys. Obviously, it's a big Saturday for us as an organization to have the, the fans to come here, have fun, uh, see the players, and uh, have a, a great Saturday. So it should be fun. Passionate fan base, as you got to witness last night. Uh, 
I knew that since 2005 yeah. when, I, when I got the uniform. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it is what it is. We always talk about it. And uh, I think the best way we describe it, right, like if we were here in, two, in 2019 after we won the World Series and we enjoyed that, then you know, last year we struggled. And, yeah. you know, we, we got that yesterday. But we'll be okay. Chris, yeah, you've experienced that fan base as well. I mean, yeah. that's part of the reason you love uh, pitching here, I'm sure. Um, just any surprise that uh, their uh, expectations are high for this no. team? I mean, that's um, like he said. I mean, the, the second you step into this organization, you you feel that pressure, you feel uh, the energy, you feel the even you know the support. Um, if the fans didn't care, that means they don't care about us. Uh, you know, if if they're if they're upset about something or they're excited about something, that means that they're paying attention to us. They love us. They care about us, and they just want us to succeed. So um, at the end of the day, I think it starts from a good spot, even though sometimes it can get maybe a little bit off uh, off color sometimes. But, hey, that's what we signed up for. That's sports. You know, if this was easy, everyone would do it. That's true. Unfortunately, I, my career ended in sec- sixth grade, I think. But one day. <laughs> uh, but, Alex, you have a unique perspective, right? You were here in 05, as you alluded to. 07 World Series, you managed the 2018 to a World Series. Are you similar to the fans and maybe the media in the offseason? Obviously, you're privy to far more information than we no, are. About- I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you sit back and maybe see how the Yankees are keeping judge or how, you know, the, the, the Blue Jays are, you know, devoting all this money to payroll than it used to do? Do you sit back frustrated saying, you know, I want X? I mean, Matthew Judon in a different sport is already trying to recruit Aaron Donald to the Patriots. Do you sit back and say, you know, I wish we were doing more or why can't we pay like we used to, whatever? Uh, I, I think I understand where we at, and uh, I think Haim actually did a good job yesterday explaining it. I, I don't think people were able to hear it, but uh, <laughs> I, I think he actually did an amazing job going through the whole Mookie thing, and then obviously, you know, we decided to keep Rafi, and uh, I think we're in a great spot as far as, like, you know, he's our third baseman for the next 11 years, and then you start looking at what we have not only at the big league level, but was coming uh, in, in player development. And uh, you start talking about Meyer and York and Blaze and, you know, all these guys, Mata and, and, and Bello, who's here, Casas. And uh, I think he didn't get to that point yesterday because he wasn't <laughs> able to. But if you start looking at the big picture, you know, the whole trying to win at now and obviously building towards the future is not easy. But I do believe coming into the season, you know, with Chris, with Corey, with uh, Pivetta, with the, the, the rotation that we have, the versatility that we have, and I think the bullpen is a lot better. You know, uh, yesterday I talked about not having a, a closer, a set closer since since 18. Well, Maddie was a closer for a while there in, in 21, and you saw what happened. But now, you know, you got Jensen, you got Martin, you got uh, Rodriguez, you got Brazier, you got Barnes, you know, pitching, you know, earlier in the game, and I think we're in a good position. But understanding all that stuff, yeah, I mean, like, I get it, you know. Uh, shoot, you know, I come from an island that is it's baseball 24-7, and uh, we're very passionate about sports, boxing, baseball, basketball, and uh, like Chris said, if they don't get upset or they don't get excited, it's like they don't care, and I know people here care. Chris, you're a leader on this team, and you've come from another organization once and had to step in and take that on in a new group. How tough will it be for all the new faces to do that, the Justin Turners of the world, or do you have to take on more of a leadership role this year because of some different pieces? No, I, I think it's quite the opposite. I think we have such a good group of veteran guys in that clubhouse. Um, you know, Obviously, some guys have left that would have been great to have around, but at the end of the day, uh, this is sports, this is baseball, that kind of stuff happens. we got friends coming and going, teammates, uh, business executive, coaches, trainers. I mean, it, it, it's almost you know, half a year, yearly thing. So those things you try not to pay attention to too much. But 
what we do have here and what we do have going on is a good thing. Um, good group of guys. And like AC said, man, I've been in the minor leagues for the last three years. So I've seen those guys. I know what we have coming, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, moving forward, I know a lot of people like to look in the rearview mirror and say, well, what if this or this guy, that guy, um, you know, hey, we we got a road trip to make, and we're going to do it with the guys we got, and, and we're all excited about that. I don't think anybody's had a chance to talk to you since, uh, you know, the fall, and I know there was uh, stuff going on in Florida, the storm and everything else. How are you feeling? What happened on the bike? How are you looking forward to bouncing back this year? Good. Um, actually been started playing catch right around the same time. Uh, got off the mound before I got up here. Been playing long toss, so uh, everything's been going good. Uh, Southwest Florida still, you know, crawling back to yeah. you know getting back to normal but uh you know the, the the love the support all the help that uh you know we we had electrician coming from georgia alabama tennessee the carolinas uh so to see people that had nothing to do with florida don't live there they don't have family there literally driving hours and hours to help these people in lit dire need i mean you're talking water you're watching refrigerators float in someone's living room. Um, that's that's tough. And you want to talk about perspective and, uh, you know, really finding out what's real in life. That, that'll that do it. So uh, they're, they're on the mend. We're, we're working our way back. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot that needs, needs to be done down there. But uh, I appreciate you asking. And you were hoping to come back and pitch, right, if not for just a freak, freak thing that happened. Right? Yeah. I mean, we uh, – th- my thumb doesn't even feel like it ever broke. <laughs> I got basically full extension now. I mean, I can do all this, so it, it, it's fine. Um, you know, hopefully the luck turns. You know, what, what can you do? You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I just got bit by a little bit of bad luck. But you look back over the last couple of years, I bet you could find a whole hell of a lot more people with a lot worse luck than me. So, um, yeah, he got promoted. He's my boss, so I've had bad luck. <laughs> you know how it feels. I'm totally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks, and, and I obviously wish it didn't happen, but there's nothing I can do about it now except for keep pushing forward, you know, and, and that's that's who I am. And, Alex, so we were talking before you guys came up about the season, good start, all that. I'm sure you, you probably want to get off to a good start. I would say you guess you would say that every year. But what does his left arm mean for the potential success of this team? If he's healthy, what does this team – how much how much easier does your job become? Uh it got easier yesterday when I saw him. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows what he means to me. Uh, just showing up and being in the, in the clubhouse, it means a lot to everybody there. And uh, like I told him yesterday, from my end, there's no expectations. You know, if it's opening day or the fifth game of the season or whenever he's ready, he'll pitch. And we're going to take care of him because we know what we have to do for him to get going. You know, we did it in 18, right? Like yep. everybody was criticizing us, like five and dive, five and dive. I still remember there was a game in uh, – Miami, the second game of the season, and it was like 86 pitches, and we took him out. But I still remember that game in May when we went to Texas, Texas. and it was kind of like, <laughs> now you go, kid. And uh, it was 88 degrees, and he felt great. And for a month and a half, I mean, I never seen anything like this. You know, like he dominated, he was amazing. He led this team to to what we did in in 18. Those three outs in in LA, I still remember. But it's more. It's more than that. You know. I just listened to him talking about Southwest Florida. This kid went to Puerto Rico, and the only guy that probably he knew it was me, you know, and I'm just a new manager. And he, I mean, he was there for hours helping people out with us and all that. And that's why I really care about him. That's why I love him. And, and the fact that he's healthy and he's ready to go, it means a lot. But I'm not going to put, like, expectations like, 
Chris is going to win 20 or he's going to go 30 starts. Whatever he can give us is actually good enough for us to, to, to go where we want to go. He's going to hand me the ball. I'll bring the expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of expectations, it's sort of a different sport here, but I've been talking a lot with the Greg Hill Show about the 2022 Bruins resembling the 2018 Red Sox in that the big change was the coach or manager. And you had a team that had some expectations, but I don't think I went into the 2018 season thinking this was going to be the winningest Red Sox team of my lifetime or ever. Do you, I know you're not a big hockey guy, but what were the keys for you into when you took over this organization in 2018 and Chris being on the roster for when Alex took over? How much of a difference can that sort of a culture change as the coach or manager for the roster? Well, Clearly a lot. I mean, it was basically the same team. We obviously, we had a couple more pieces, made some unbelievable trades at the trade deadline in that season too. Um, but when the guy that's leading the pack is, you know, calm, cool, and collected, you know, we, we can be up 10, we can be down 10, it can be the first inning, it can be the ninth inning. It can be 12 degrees, it can be 112 degrees. You look at that manager spot and he's just right there. So it's like, okay, well, we're down five and he's not – He's not pulling guys out. He's not freaking out. So I was like, we, we got a chance. I actually Plus, freaked out. I freaked out when Puig hit that home run in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> that was <fun. laughs> Yeah. Um, from my end, yeah, from from my end it started with, with connecting with them. Uh, from afar, I knew they were very talented. Uh, you know, some frustrating years, obviously. You know, their goal is to win the World Series. I said it yesterday. I know a lot of people were happy with what we did in 21. We weren't. You know, Our goal is to win World Series. And uh, I went to Fort Myers, met with some of the guys, uh, just connected with them. Um, I still remember there was a, a dinner with, uh, with Jackie, with Mookie, uh, with Xander. And uh, one of the things I always said from afar, they're, like, too humble. You know, like, they're, like, too good of a kids. You know, like. They're probably the best of the best in their positions, and everything was like no flipping bats, like no showing up the the, the opponents, whatever. And I, I said, bro, it's the other way around. I need you guys to play with passion. Yeah. And they did, you know, and uh, it started. I, I still remember when I met with Mook the first time, I said, I know you love taking the first pitch of the season, right? <laughs> of, of every at-bat. You know, he's very patient. I say, the first pitch of the season, you're going to swing, and you're going to hit a home run against Archer. And I was like, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. First pitch that. of the season, he hits in the triangle, and they make the play. But I oh. was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> he bought into it, and now we go. And uh, he pitched a great game. The next day, DP pitched a great game. Uh, I mean, it, it just kept rolling. And uh, But one of the things that we did, and, you know, we had a, 102 wins early in September. But the goal wasn't to break the MLB record of wins. The goal was to win 11 games in, in, in October. And they bought into the program, you know, with the medical staff. Like, hey, we're going to slow down now so you guys can do cool things in October. And, boy, they did some cool things, you know. Uh, that allowed they, us to uh, go into yeah, the bullpen and, 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 yeah, and pitch and every day. Pitch every day. And short rest, It was, it like was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Alex Cora, Chris Sale, thanks for coming by. Good luck getting some of that magic back this year. We'll see you next month in Fort Myers. Yes, Thank sir. you, sir. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you very much, guys. guys. Thank you. We'll be right back on the Kenny Curtis Show here from Winter Weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.